the ones who know me, and I'll share this now, is two years ago, I was in a motorcycle accident, and um, I actually died, and I came back on my own. But when I was on the way into the great light and had a long conversation with God, I actually came to terms with it, and I, was actually, I said, quote, Lord, take me home. I'm ready to die. And I had no qualms with it whatsoever. In fact, I'm kind of teed off that I'm still here. <laughs> but, and that brings us to Terry Schiavo. Terry Schiavo, I'm sure many of you know, is down in Florida. She has been brain dead for 15 years. Brain dead for 15 years. And the only thing keeping her alive is a feeding tube. And uh, this year, or late last year, her, uh, her husband... Had, uh, had petitioned to go ahead and pull the plug and, and basically starve her to death. But she's dead. She's dead. There's no coming back. 15 years, dead. Yet her parents are saying, no, we, we want her to live. We need our daughter to live. She's lying there, dead. And I don't know if anyone knows anyone who's been immobilized for any length of, of time, but your your muscles degrade, your arteries degrade. It's it, and if she even did was able to come back after 15 years of lying there dead, believe me, I, I, from being in that situation, uh, you it really isn't a, a pleasant uh, a pleasant thought of coming back after having no muscles and and it's not a quality of life. But she's dead, 15 years, and the parents are quoting that the church won't recognizes that she should live. Well, she's not living. She's living by mechanical means. So should who has the, who who makes the final decision here? I mean, who's who's going to step up and have a serious conversation about healthcare? We are the richest, most abundant nation in the world, and there's no reason why every citizen in the United States shouldn't have affordable health care. I got friends who are paying. $600 a month each. And that's that's average from what I understand if you make a certain tax bracket. $600. I got a friend right now is struggling to make $1,200 a month to live off from. And they're paying $600 a year. I'm sorry, a month. Scratch that. A month for health care. And then they've got deductibles of $2,000 and then they got a copay of $50 per doctor visit. And the reason, one of the biggest reasons, according to my legislator friends here in New Mexico, is because we are we are supplementing uh, the, the lifespan of people who, by all rights, should go ahead and die. Two four three thirty three thirty three. If you're out of the calling area, one eight hundred four six zero zero seven seven zero. And if you're on Verizon or Altel, pound seven seven zero. I mean, how do we balance out the yin and yang of cost versus care? I mean, the money going in versus the money going out. And is it a money issue? I mean, we're not living in a Star Trek world where money is not a, a thing of, of, of importance. And it should be like that. It should be that we just live to better ourselves and better our neighbors. And, and... Anyway. Okay, so talked to one of the legislators before I got on the air, and she said, you know, it's just the system is overburdened, and... And, and you know, and and in keeping with uh, with again, cost versus death. Just it just boggles my mind. And then you got, like I said, these babies are called million dollar babies, million dollar babies. They are born, and I'm not, uh, they're they are born with no chance to live. 
and yet we're spending all this money and resources on, on, on taking care of these babies when there are other parents who don't have enough money for health care and their babies are suffering. And, you know, isn't it like Spock said, the, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few? I mean, isn't that it? Oh, no. Anyway. Okay, so recently on the, uh, on the, uh, oh, you know what, we should just go to a break. Should we just go to a break? Let's just go to a break. Let's go to a break. We'll come back and take some callers. All right, 243-3333. If you're out of the calling area, 1-800-460-0770. And if you're on Verizon or Altel, pound 770. Scott Connor Show. We'll be right back. This is the Scott Connor Show on New Mexico's leader, 770 KKOB. Lines are starting to light up. People want to get in on this. They're going to call me a gruesome, ghoulish man for bringing up the, 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 the subject that we need to discuss in this society. We need to have serious discussions about things that aren't politically correct. Should we let the old people die? Should we let them die? Should we let Homer Simpson's old man die? Get them off the series. Should, I don't know, man. You know, I mean, they're dragging down the health care. Yes, they paid their premiums. Yes, they deserve a quality of life. Yes, but when you got somebody, you know, that doesn't know his name, is slurping off a, I don't know, a, 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 a jello tab all day long and drooling on themselves and, and soiling their britches, do you think that's a quality of life? And yet then they have to, they drag down the health care system so people who, you know, who are coming up, Coming up in life, you can't afford health care. How many single moms are out there? How many working families are out there? You know, it's it's like, oh gee, do we get a bigger house so you know we're not living in one room? We're not living in all in one room, or do we get health care? Of course they're gonna choose health care. <sighs> all right. James, here I come. James, you're on the Scott Connor show. Hi, Scott. Go ahead, James. Hit me with it. Okay, well, okay, I'm one of those guys, I spend probably about $650 a month out of my own pocket. $650 a month? For health insurance premiums, yeah. And that gets me catastrophic coverage, it gets me, you know, co-pays for doctor visits and, and drugs, and I'm not a particularly heavy user. I don't have any, I haven't had cancer, I'm a healthy guy. How old are you? The rest of my family. I am 56. You're, you're in the prime of your life, James. That's right. Well, it, I'm, at this point in my life, I can probably make enough money to spend $650 on health insurance, and I figure I need it in case something goes wrong. You know what I'm saying? Well, James, you're a little bit ahead of me on the whole time scale here, so let me ask you a question. Let's say you're like my grandfather, okay? Or you're, or, or, yeah, you're like my grandfather, and you hit 85, 90 years old. Are you going to be the kind of person who, who says, hey, uh, you know, I, I want the two heart transplants. I want to get, you know, when it could go to someone who's 56, someone who's 35. Oh, I don't think so. No. Yeah. So no. You, do you agree with me that we need to let, because I mean, I think Shakespeare once said it, that we all owe God a death. I, I think that, that one of the things that happens, uh, and it gets worse if you have a system that has universal health insurance, like Canada or some of the European countries, right. is that, our medicine has gotten so advanced and so complex that we have procedures and treatments and testing now that can run into the millions. 
You, you know, our, our Larry Hayek, our legal correspondent in the field, I'm trying to get him on the horn, but yesterday he was telling me that uh, I think it's press or one of the healthcare providers in town has a new, uh, I want to call it an ultra blade, but it gets rid of tumors without can- without chemo and without uh, radiation. And right. but the thing is, is that you have to get treatments, and each treatment is twenty. No, 20, I'm sorry. What do you say? Twenty or thirty thousand dollars for a five minute treatment, and you need like weeks and weeks of this to get rid of it. And yeah. so it costs us. But the but the machine costs fifty million dollars to bring down. Yeah. So that's, I mean, you know, they've got to charge that much to to, get, to recoup the costs, and then you got people dragging down the healthcare system, you know, and and. Uh, What's the answer? It, it, am I on to something here? Are some of our state legislators on to something? Well, we were, we, there's a lot of questions that you're asking that are stuff that, that need to be answered. That is, the information needs to be in front of the general public so that we can start to make some intelligent decisions. Because okay. if, we, if we just stick our heads in the sand and don't think about this, don't talk about it, and don't make some hard political choices... It's going to eat our lunch. That's what the bottom line is. Well, it, 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 well eat our lunch is halfway through it, and they're, they're, they're sticking us with the bill. All right, James, thanks so much. Okay. All right, bye. And then you got Terry Schiavo down in, in Florida. They're battling over this whole thing. Bush, Governor Jeb, Jeb Bush is down there, and he's trying to pass laws that are unconstitutional to keep this girl alive. Isn't it up to her husband? I think it's up to her husband, not her parents. If she should live or die. She's already dead. Eddie, you're on the Scott Connor Show, 770 KKOB. Hey, how you, you doing, disagree Scott? with me, huh? Oh, well, I disagree to a certain extent. Okay. Uh, I, as far as Shibo, I, I believe if you're being kept alive for that long, strictly on machines, they shouldn't be paying to keep. If, if the only thing that's keeping you alive is a machine, you need to die. Uh, there's there's other reasons why healthcare is so expensive. We have lawyers that are unregulated and unchecked that just sue a doctor at the drop of a hat. Yes. And there's no caps on what they can sue for, pretty much. Right. Which drives up insurance, which drives up what they have to charge. Uh, illegal immigrants that receive, that aren't even supposed to be here, that receive medical care through the emergency uh, check-in only, which is the most expensive way to get any sort of health care. Uh, and their only recourse is to use the emergency room. Right. And the taxpayers pay that. So, so what you're saying, Eddie, is that we should keep uh, illegal a- a- aliens. We should check IDs at the uh, at the emergency room. No, what I'm And we should let people who are on uh, uh, ventilators go ahead and let them die. Which, you know, again, if I was on a ventilator for 15 years, I've got it in my living will, Eddie. My living will says if I'm brain dead, pull the plug. Take my insurance money, go to the Bahamas, and have a drink on me. I completely agree, but I don't think we should pull the plugs on people who have lived here and legally live here and have paid their dues, so to say, as far as the uh, their insurance and things like that. Even if they're brain dead, Eddie. Well, if they're like I said in the Shibo case, yeah. If you're if it's a machine that's keeping you alive, then you know you're not living. Absolutely, so you're as good as that, and you should you should you should die. But you know to, to say that. You know, little kids. You know, your your argument with the with the little kids that uh, who's to say that one of those little babies doesn't actually teach a doctor something, or they learn a procedure through doing that operation that actually ends up saving 
thousands of children down the line. You, you got a great point. That's why I brought it up on the air because, like I said, the legislators that I was chatting with, you know, they 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 looked left and then they looked right, and you know, to make sure nobody could hear what they were saying because it's so unpolitically correct to say, "Look, right. let the elderly die," and and then let you know, babies again, if they need a heart transplant and a liver transplant, and they got three eyes, you know, and they're they're right. they're, they're they're they're, it's like what what are those? So Siamese twins, or I'm sorry, what's right. a political uh, right. conjoined twins? The one that's got her sister on a stick. Right. You know, I mean, she's wheeling her around on a stick, you know, and they're, and, right. and you ask them, they say, we wouldn't want to live any other way. But I, I beg to differer. And yeah, I can't well, even, I, I'm not a parent. I'm not a parent, Eddie. But, you know, I, I, I've helped raise children. I love children. Children love me. And, but I, I just couldn't see letting, uh, I, I couldn't do it. And that's well, a hard decision to make, Eddie. That's, that's a decision sure. of the man of the house, the, the leader of the family. To say, I love my children so much that I cannot foresee for the life of me quality of life and keeping them alive on respirators so they live an extra year from you know birth to 12 months and then well, die. I agree, but like I said, they, they could also learn things that end up saving kids that are not in that situation. So you're saying use them as guinea pigs? Well, no. Yes. Not, not yes. No, you're you're actually helping that child to some extent, I suppose. Well, so they can live in a vegetative state. Like some of these children, I was checking before I did the show. Some of these, a majority of these million dollar babies, don't ever really mature in whatsoever. They go on. They need help being fed and so on and so forth for the rest of their life. Then they go on to 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 a public health care system, and and then they go under the American Disabilities Act. And they're just a drag down on society to where that same amount of money, the millions spent on these babies, could be spent on other children who have, who have a potential having an investment in life. Well, I, so, I, I agree in that extent, but that goes back to my original point. Uh, you know, we're wasting a whole lot of money on people that don't, aren't even supposed to be here and frivolous lawsuits. You well, know, you take that money and put it back into the general fund, and we've got all sorts of money for taking care of those other children. Yep. And one other point I'd like to bring up. All right, we you got know, the, the quickly. The million dollar machines, any sort of new technology, look at VCRs. Oh, I remember when they were $800. Right, 800 bucks back in the early 80s for a VCR. Now you can go buy one at Walmart for 39 bucks. <laughs> any sort of technology and, and procedures that are new and cutting edge are highly expensive to get back what they put into that. And eventually, the price will come down. Uh, you know, yeah, and uh, in some areas, Eddie. Thank you so much. Thank you You're so much. <sighs> Our guest coming on, former presidential candidate. You guys are going to love this. Former presidential candidate. You got to figure out who this guy was. He was a presidential candidate in the '90s, but he said, "Quote in 1984." We've got a duty to die and get out of the way of all other. Uh, we've got a duty to die and get out of the way of all other machines and artificial hearts and everything else like that, and let other and let the other society, our kids, build a more responsible life. This guy also has a book out on healthcare, so this is gonna, this is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Robert, you're on 770 KKLB with Scott Connor. Hi, Scott. My name's Ron. Yeah, I want to give you another perspective on the whole uh, the gallon Florida. Okay. I've worked in healthcare. I had a patient who came back from a coma like that. She had been under two, two and a half years. Right. Worked through rehabilitation completely for months and months, actually. So she was year. brain dead. Right. Because coma is not brain dead. What? Coma is not brain dead. Right. No. Anyway, she came back from a coma. Okay. Right. 
she rehabilitated herself, commits suicide about two months later after she realizes her state. Oh, Robert, I'm you glad know, you called. That's what I was saying. You know, Robert, I was in that accident two years ago, and uh, I ended up in a wheelchair for months. And and another perspective on the whole thing is I've uh, alienated friends really from saying what you just said when they had a son who was born with multiple, multiple medical problems that would never be uh, recovered from. Right. We spent, I mean, whoever spent, <laughs> that's the question, who spent the money? hundreds of thousands of dollars and dies three and four months later. Yeah. I mean, so. it's a tough decision to make, but it's a decision, don't you believe, Robert, that we have to start making? I mean, it's we're... It's a decision that it, people don't want to be aware, uh, have to make. You know what I mean? No, we don't, none of us want to make the decision. I mean, my baby's born. We spent nine months with a baby in the womb. You know, I'm reading poetry and playing Beethoven for the child, and then it, the child comes out, and it's, it's so, her, you know, deformed and has, like I said, a heart defect, and and right. X, Y, and Z, and it's just, I'm you know, let, let that's a hard decision. Point. But I think it's a socially, you know, we're gonna, like you said, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna spend all this money and time and effort on a child, and then have it die within the first twelve months or two years. Right. <sighs> Robert. Anyway, you know, I want to thank you for bringing that up and uh, helping educate the public. Yeah, Robert, thank you so much. Good night. <sighs> oh, that, that brings up a whole other question. We come back from the break. Uh, we're going to ask another question. Our uh, our guest coming on, if we can get him on the horn here in the next 15, 20 minutes, uh, stated that uh, there are two types of AIDS patients. Either you're dying or you're dead. If there's no chance for any successful outcome, then you can, uh, you know, just just go off and die, pretty much. I don't know. We'll see. Only on the Scott Connor Show. We'll be right back after these messages. This is the Scott Conner Show on the home for Lobo Sports, 770 KKOB. You're listening to the Scott Conner Show. Oh, you had to like that one now, too. Yeah, we're you? getting down path, though. Oh, man. <laughs> we didn't want to hear the rest of that anyways, did we? It's, it's like a small print on the bottom of the television. Yeah. You're like, what the hell did I just buy? Yeah. In the last three seconds, there's the whole message comes in there. <laughs> you know, hey, but you know, that's our show. Hey. We're becoming infamous for that. Not famous, infamous. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Carson, I love you, man. You're the only producer I want. That's it. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the only producer I want. Okay. All right, it's a serious subject. I shouldn't be laughing and giggling on the air. Uh, 243-3333-1-800-460-0770. And, of course, if you're on Verizon or Altel, it's easy peasy. Push the pound sign 770, and you're into the show. It's easy. Okay, we're doing the healthcare thing because my guests who were supposed to be here was going to blow the lid off something that happened up in Santa Fe, chickened out. They cowered out, so I went a different direction. Chatting with some uh, state representatives and, and senators, uh, they very quietly told me the only way to fix health care is to allow the dead, or sorry, the uh, elderly people to die, and uh, babies born with no chance of living, let them die. And then when you look at the numbers, it actually makes sense. And of course, now you got the infamous case over in Florida with uh, Terry Shiloh, 
Shivo, sorry. And, uh, you know, she's been brain dead for 15 years. 15 years she's been brain dead. Her husband wants to go ahead and, uh, you know, and take her out the feeding tube. And, of course, that she was starved to death. Why? Because she's dead. Dead people can't eat. But, no, we got to keep her alive 15 years because her parents want her alive. That's just the way it is. We want her around. We like going in and putting Christmas decorations on her. <laughs> I mean, that's just sick. If I'm if I'm brain dead, pull the plug. <sighs> All right, who's been holding the longest? Christina. Christina, you're on Scott Connor's show, 770 KKOB. Scott, you're doing very well, and I do agree with you, but there was a governor and then two-term governor of Colorado. Three-term governor of Colorado. Yeah, he he said we have a responsibility to die. It didn't do much for his political career, but that his position was the same as yours. Well, you know what? He's coming on the show here in about 15 minutes. Dick Lamb? You, Dick Lamb. The, I guessed the right guy then. You did. Dick Lamb's He's coming great. on the show yeah. uh, here in about 15 minutes. Really? If we can get him on. Absolutely. Dick Lamb. Well, from, I met him I, when I lived in Colorado. And I agreed with him then. I still agree with him. You know, he actually said 1984, the same year he That's made that right. statement. <laughs> he was, I, we'll ask him about all this, but uh, a, he said, cool. he said, uh, it doesn't make much sense to spend $10,000 a year on a mentally retarded child just to teach him how to roll over. That's right. I rem- yeah, I lived in Colorado. Uh, but yeah, see, and by the way, you're going to play local musicians' music? You know what? I tell you, nobody's sending me CDs. I- I'm going to bring in my stepdaughter's CD. It's really good. Just uh, send it up here to Citadel Communications on uh, 4th Street. Uh, attention okay. to me. and, and uh, Okay, yeah. boss. Uh, sorry? Okay, boss. <laughs> That's right. I'm El Jefe. El Scott. That's my <laughs> so show, El Scott. Sam is going to be your guest. Great. Yeah, he'll be on here in a bit. But, uh, you know, so do you believe he's correct that we should yes, let elderly people die and... and and newborns who have no chance of living, let them die. So others, more people can be helped. Well, I worked with a, a colleague of mine who the pregnancy was terrible, the birth was terrible, and the child died at two. It was hundreds of thousands of dollars and much more heartache. And yeah. that child, you know, if gone natural course, the child would have died at, at birth. No, it would have oh. been a, a miscarriage. Would have been a miscarriage, right? Yeah. Well, you don't know until they're born, though. I mean, unless no, they, no, they, yeah. they did everything to prevent the miscarriage, and then you know, just all. Well, that's acceptable. Way. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not an advocate of abortion. I'm but not no, an advocate no, it's of. No, it wasn't abortion. It was just that the kid. The the, the reason why well, the mother's body was trying to miscarry the baby is because it wasn't normal. Well, there you go. I mean, and, you know, God is uh, God has what? What is it, Carson? What did you just whisper in my ear? That he's ultimate truth. God is ultimate truth. You know, I we all have an appointed time, and some for some reason, I I have the Here. unique experience of having uh, got the reset button two years ago. Well, that's cool that Dick Lamb's going to be. <laughs> I like that. You <laughs> really? care what I have to say? It's just about Dick Lamb. I know. Well, whatever. I'll, I will send that CD in. It's good. Sure. Me. All right, Christine. Thank you so much. All right. Hey, there's a woman that was in Tampa. I guess it's all in Florida. She was in a plane crash. And I'm oh, sorry. What kind of crash was it? She was in a wreck, and two of her children died, and she ended up uh, brain dead. And they're keeping her alive. And the question is, should they just let her go? I don't know. Ken, you're on the Scott Connor Show, 770 KKOB. Uh, yeah, hey, good evening, Scott. Hey, you disagree uh, with me. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't want to be the one to say who's supposed to live and die. I just don't want that on my conscience. Well, who does want that on their conscience? But somebody yeah. has to make that decision. Well, I understand. Yeah, when you do the math, it, you know, it makes sense. But once you open that door, it, it becomes a slippery slide. 
I think it would eventually lead to uh, to the uh, the law on who gets to stay and who get who's got to go. Will probably get more lenient as time goes on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're just going to look at it strictly by the numbers, then uh, I think you'll have to agree that eventually, you know, the the numbers are going to start looking better and better and better, and they're going to start trying to find ways to make those numbers better every year. Well, or they'll and try I, to find ways of making... be the one to have to make that decision. Or they'll try to find ways of making it cost-effective to, to keep people... You know, I mean, it's got to... Gotta, the thing is, my friends in Radio Land, the thing is, is that we're headed for a train wrecker here. We are on a... You said slippery slope. Yeah, we're on a slip and slide. You know, I'm the fat kid running down a summer, uh, you know, a summer sprinkler there, slipping and sliding into disaster. Yeah, like I say, that when you look at the numbers, it makes sense. But I'm just, what I'm just saying is, you have to be very, very careful starting to start this whole procedure. I mean, it, it has to be, you know. Well, I, okay, uh, on a, on a okay, I got a question real quick, Ken. It would have to be looked at very, very carefully, especially in the beginning. Ken, I got a question for you, real quick. Okay, on this on this uh, Shivo case over in Florida. Okay, the husband says, "Go ahead and pull the tube." The parents are saying, "No." Wouldn't you agree that the husband has the final say? It's her husband, not uh, the parents. Well, yeah, when you get married, you leave your parents' house and you start your own family. So Absolutely, I would, I, would, I would have to agree. It would be her husband to make the final decision. Thank you, Ken. Oh, goodness gracious. Only on the Scott Connor show do we do stuff like this. Everybody else is just chicken. They they don't want to go near it. It's too dangerous. Oh, no. But you know what? People want to talk about this. People want to get it off their chest. People want to say, you know what? I'm mad as hell. I'm not taking it anymore. (sighs) All right. Oh, boy. Ralph, you're on Scott Connor's show. You got about two minutes, buddy. Hi, Scott. I just want to make a couple of real quick points here. Okay. I've been an HMO worker since the 1980s, and everyone takes cheap shots at me all the time, but somebody has to stand at the gate of ration services, and it's called HMO. HMO. Yeah. I'll Not HBO, but HMO. That's right. MCOs in the state of New Mexico managed care organization. God is in charge, but then there's Medicaid and care that take over after God is all done. These spineless legislators in the federal and the state levels all across the country cannot make up their minds where they're going to cut off services. Commercial insurance says, we're going to pay for your stuff up to a certain point, and then there's a maximum, a lifetime maximum, and they stop paying. Yeah. They pull the plug. So they've made some kind of decision. Yeah, but some moral and ethical person says, no, leave the plug pulled in and we'll throw them on the public dole. There is a problem with the way we do that in the state and in the Fed, and we need to address that legislatively. We need to come up with a way. I mean, I have a commercial insurance policy, and if I want to have an MRI, I don't just pay my 15 or $25 copay. Right. I pay a $300 copay for that service, so I have to decide whether I want that or not. I'm going to put a lot of doctors out of business or redirect them in the lower paying jobs once we decide to have some spine. We're going to get John Edwards a job working in an office instead of fleecing companies for 37 or 20 million a year, whatever he's fleeced. And we have to get the trial lawyers off the backs of medicine. So what you're saying is, Ralph, and I want to hear you loud and clear, buddy, you're saying that our, our, our legislators up there are basically spineless wimps. They don't well, want. They don't want to bring up such a touchy subject. They're politically correct. They're like, is that what you're saying? 
Well, that's the way they live their lives. Governor Richardson, and I'm not a Richardson fan, but Governor Richardson has taken the bull by the horns, and he has initiatives that HMOs had to implement last year and that HMOs are going to have to implement again in 2005 for the next three or four foreseeable years to reduce costs, to manage care, to twist the arms of drug companies so that those costs go down. Absolutely. Governor Richardson, there you go. the problem instead of just heap money on it. Yeah. Well, you, you know, he does. Governor Richardson has taken the bull by the horns on many different subjects and, and issues. I just wish he would return my phone calls. That'd be nice. Oh, there we go. Speaking of phone calls. All right. Let's see. Hey, uh, Carson, let's do it. Let's go to a break. We'll come back with our special guests, Robbie, Joe, and Mary. You guys keep holding for me. Thanks so much. We'll be right back with the Scott Connor Show after these messages. This is the Scott Connor Show on New Mexico's leader, 770 KKOB. You're listening to the Scott Connor Show. Hey, we're back on the Scott Connor Show. The phone numbers here are 243-3333. If you're out of the calling area, Arizona, Nevada, Wyoming, Utah, who else? California, Arizona, and Washington. You can call it the West Side. The West Side. The West Side. side. You can call 1-800-460-0770. Again, if you're on uh, Altel or Verizon, it's pound seven seven zero. It's very simple. All right. All right. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. All right. Our next guest, special guest. I am so excited. Pumped that he is he he has taken time to to dedicate to the Scott Connor Show here on 770 KKLB. He is a former presidential candidate. He's also a three the, the longest serving consecutive termed governor of Colorado, Richard Lamb. Richard. Good evening. Thank you for thank you so much for taking my phone calls yesterday. I was I had to track you down and I, and, and you're feeling under the weather and I, I so appreciate you calling in and being part of this this conversation about healthcare. Should we let should we let the elderly die, and should we let babies who have no chance of living, let them die as well? And um, you know, and in, in my research, I pulled up, and we spoke about it yesterday, and I'll let you clarify. But in my research in 1984, they state that you said that we've got a duty to die, and um, and it goes on from there. And also in 1985, you made a quote something to the effect of uh, there are, are two types of AIDS patients: either you're dying or you're dead. There's no ch- if there's no chance of successful outcome, then you can um, you can order up every possible service. I'm all for high tech, experimental, cost effective remedies. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah, you have I a think- book, the uh, Brave New World of Healthcare. So, how do we solve this? Well, we're talking, by the way, just of a one um, aspect, albeit a very controversial one, emotional one. But only one aspect of of healthcare. There's probably 50 things that have to be done in healthcare, and I don't even know them all. Uh, but I think that this is certainly one of them. When you look at um, the amount of money that's spent at the end of life care, um, right. about 30 percent of Medicare goes to the people in their last uh, year of life. And um, when you compare that to other countries, when you compare that to, for instance, in, uh, emergency, I mean, uh, intensive care beds. We have three times the percentage of intensive care beds in our hospitals than they do in other countries. 
and uh, no other country would take a 94-year-old with congestive heart failure out of a nursing home to have him die in an intensive care unit. An intensive care unit is a salvage unit. It's something where you go and you have a chance of, uh, you know, get, making somebody better. Right. I think that it, it is not a place to go to die. We, we can't afford that and shouldn't afford that, especially when we have 45 million people uh, left out of the insurance system. So I think this whole question of death and dying has to We're be not. taken on. We don't have a right to die. Death is not an option. Uh, there will always be a 10 leading causes of death. If one thing doesn't get you, another will. Right, right. Uh, so it said, you, you state here that, uh, well, in 1986, you said that we should have many more hospices and fewer intensive care units. So that would explain that statement. Yeah, I certainly do. I think that, you know, that's not the only reason we put people. There's also the litigation system that you were just talking about before I tuned in. Um, and I think that, that, that your caller was absolutely right. The, the, the litigiousness hangs over America like a sort of Damocles and everything. So I think part of the intensive care beds are because of the litigation uh, problem, but certainly uh, there's an awful lot of um, there's an awful lot of intensive care beds that um, there's people are in them that have no happy outcome. I was at I wrote an article in the New York Times, you know, where I was in an intensive care bed. There was I mean, in a hospital there were ten intensive care bed beds, and in eight of them, everybody admitted that those people were not going to leave the hospital alive. Well, that no other society would do that kind of thing. Uh, it's just. I... So hence, so so does that go hand in hand with uh, attorneys, you know, with no caps on lawsuits or, or malpractice suits? Well, um, you know, it's it's interesting because um, when you ask that, because as you know, the trial lawyers will tell you that only about one percent of healthcare is the attorneys' fees, and when you are is a is the litigation, and when you add up all the malpractice um, fees, uh, that that is about one percent of healthcare, but that. As you know better than I, that uh, completely ignores all of the defensive medicine that is practiced. So when you really try to quantify how much the um, the lit- litigiousness of our society costs the healthcare system, it's really uh, very difficult to do. Some people say it might be as high as seven to eight percent. Wow! Um, look, it's a big number. Um, it's one of the things we have to solve. So. And there's, there's all kinds of simple things can do them, and, and one of them is putting caps on pain and suffering and the collateral source rule. There's lots of different, I mean, this is not a, this is a political problem, uh, but it's not a conceptual problem because every other country runs their health care system with a lot less litigation than we do. So what happened in Colorado? What happened in Canada? I mean, Canada's broke, aren't they? They yeah. socialized their health care system and they're broke. Yeah, but you've just changed subjects. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I have changed subjects. I, I have changed uh, no, I, the gears. I think one of the dilemmas that we're faced with is that I find it very hard to make the market work in healthcare for reasons we can go into, um, and I think we ought to go into. But the other problem then is, well, do you go to a Canadian system? And as you point out, the trouble with that is, is that every province in uh, Canada is, you know, facing bankruptcy. Right. So I don't, I don't know that there is a sustainable healthcare system. Any place in the world as we approach an aging society. Unless, but, but so what's the answer? Do we let our old people die and let the the newborns who have no chance of living let them die as well? Well, I think you have to. You're you're obviously talking about a very very um, delicate but also nuanced uh, question. Um, I think yes, if you have a newborn below 500 grams, um, you know the ch- it, it's not. It's, we should not try to save it. We should put it aside. Um, wow. 
Wow. <laughs> wow. Are we going to break, Carson? I'm sorry, Governor. Could you hold on? Yeah, no, We're going to go to break. You know, okay. You can talk for a little bit. Governor. Yeah. We're going to go to break, so I'm going to put you on hold. All right. Thank you. We'll be right back with the Scott Connor Show, 770 KKOB. This is the Scott Connor Show on the home for Lobo Sports, 770 KKOB. Listening to the Scott Connor Show. Hey, we're back up. Oh, we lost the governor for a few minutes. He had to go and do something, and uh, we'll get him back as soon as we possibly can. Uh, so, we're we'll recap the hour. We're the numbers here are two four three thirty three thirty three. If you're out of the calling area, call one eight hundred four six zero zero seven seven zero. And of course, uh, pound seven seven zero on Verizon or Altel. Question at hand is to fix the healthcare system. Should we allow the elderly to die and the um, the young babies to die if if they if it's apparent if it's evident that they are uh, unable to live? Should we spend hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of dollars, which could go to uh, many other children and keep them alive or keep or improve their quality of life? versus some baby that is, um, as the governor had said, under 500 grams. You know, the governor said if it's under 500 grams, then, 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 then should they do that? Okay. Robbie, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Scott. Hey, Robbie, thanks for holding. No problem. Good show. Uh, I've got to disagree with you, though. Okay. Uh, and I, just, I have a, uh, a few short points. But, no, take uh, your time, Robbie. The uh, problem with, with this proposal is that... Uh, you got you got to understand that all these things are incremental. It's a way of introducing ways of uh, getting rid of people that we feel are inconvenient. You mean like Nazism? Uh, absolutely. If and it's not an unreal situation. All you got to do is look at uh, look at Holland. Look what they're doing there. They're actually uh, they're already killing their elderly as well as um, you know young uh, unborn children that they that they feel. Are potentially you know going to be handicapped? Or no, wait a minute. What do you mean they're killing their elderly? They're actually they're like going in there with like a, a sock and tying it around their neck and hanging them. What, no, what? They, they use some sort of they use some sort of medical, uh, probably some sort of chemical procedure to uh, to kill uh, you know elderly that, that they feel are probably well you know we're all going to die someday right everybody's right. going to well die we all have an appointed time absolutely that's guaranteed. But once once we start in- introducing legislation like this, it's just opening the floodgates for for that type of exactly like like a Nazi uh, type of mentality of okay, this person is going to be ment- mentally retarded or is therefore uh, un um, undesirable. 
So wait, wait. I want to go back. To, well, let's go back to Holland for a second. So you're saying what? What? What constitutes somebody to be uh, to be? Uh, um, I don't know. Euthanized um, as an elderly person. Well, uh, in Holland, I mean, is it is it because they are are feeble? Is it because they're retarded? Is it because uh, they can't wipe their butts? What? Well, actually, uh, there's different criteria. Apparently, I I don't have all of the specifics. Well, go with your best guess. Well, from what I recall. Um, people who uh, maybe you know not completely functional, you know, as far as being able to take care of you know like everyday things, like maybe maybe they can't uh, c- completely keep themselves clean or right. or uh, drive to the store, or you know, but but they're still alive. They're still. Uh, so what you're saying is that elderly people for them to live out some some time of their life, but they're offing them, and it's only gonna. I'm sure it's only going to get, you know, where, they, where, it, where it keeps growing, you so, know, in criteria, like, you know, where the numbers start increasing more and more of who they're going to be knocking off. So what you're saying is that, that, that um, you know, if they're not a functioning member of society and they can't function, function as, a, as, as a, well, like I said, as someone who gives and, and, and contributes to society, then they, they, they go ahead and euthanize them. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's a few other criteria other than that, but yeah, that basically they see that that they don't have whatever potential to contribute to society, and maybe they feel like you know they're doing them a favor, you know, putting them out of whatever misery. But I was gonna, I was gonna also talk about the young children that that you're talking about, right? And where the governor in uh, from Colorado, I can't remember his name. Your, a yeah. Lamb, Dick Lamb. Yeah, uh, Governor Lamb. He he made the comment about children that were born that seemed like they weren't going to pull through. Right. I mean, he actually used the word, set them aside. Set them aside, absolutely. Which means, you know, put them wherever and just let them die off. But you, you know what, I guarantee you do that to any baby, and they're going to die off. No baby is capable of opening a, a Gerber jar or, or, you know, filling up a bottle and feeding itself. Well, Robbie, we're the only creatures on the face of the planet that actually still depend on their 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 parents for such a long amount of time. Most creatures, you know, are out of the out of the uh, out of the womb, out of the egg. Uh, they're made to defend for themselves almost immediately. I think right. I, I think the the longest that uh, uh, any I think is another mammal would be a monkey or a orangutan. Uh, I think the max there is two years. After two years, they fend for themselves. Right. But most animals, you know. Okay, and, but but let's. Back to the point, though. Uh, go ahead. Babies, go ahead. I'm babies, just rambling. Babies, babies can't feed themselves. None of them. I mean, they can't clothe themselves. They can't shelter themselves. And like, if you want to look at a situation like that, we have tons of examples of people that have contributed to society that people thought were not going to turn out to, to be anybody. You know, like Helen Keller, Beethoven. You know, it, it's just once once we start. Uh, well, what did Helen we, Keller really do to contribute to the, the quality of life? What did she do to contribute to the quality of life? Yeah. Well, for one thing, she came from remarkable odds and, you know, ended up learning to communicate. And? Being deaf, blind, and dumb. Well, I mean, that's, that's a, a heck of a feat. Right. That's a touchdown for her team. But for the, for, I mean, that's a touchdown for her. But what really, I mean, I'm not knocking Helen Keller. I mean, what an amazing story and what an amazing person. But the fact of the matter is, did, did, what did she do to contribute to society? Well, you tell me, why does everybody in in our society know the name Helen Keller? Because it's a great story. Why does everybody know Wizard of Oz? Well, Wizard <laughs> of Oz is, uh, is fiction. Helen Keller is a, is a real-life story, a real miracle. And, you know, I, I, 
Yeah, I mean, just ask millions of people who have heard her story, and, and you tell me, why do you know about her? Well, that, that, again, that, does, that negates the I'm, I'm not being confrontational. Well, maybe I am being confrontational. Rob, you know, what did Helen Keller do to contribute to society? Well, I think for one thing, she get, she gives people hope. Okay, there you maybe, go. That's the answer. That aren't, uh, you know, maybe don't have all the advantages of the world, maybe have some handicaps, also can uh, inspire people that do to let it say, hey, you know, if she can do that, I can do anything. I, th- I think that's... All right, so then, then she did make a contribute. Uh, she did contribute to society by, by, by being, uh, uh, you know, a pillar of hope. Right. And, and, and that, that is not to be negated at all. Absolutely, that has value. Okay, so that's my point. If you start... If you start, if you get this group of elite people who start deciding who should and shouldn't live, it, it's just perpetuating what we've already begun with abortion and euthanasia, which is the culture of death. And in a country that that uh, promotes a culture of death, I, I guarantee you, we will not stand for long. Uh, it's just, it, it's just not. But I, you know, and it's not a culture of goes, death. Nobody's saying go out and abort babies. Nobody's saying that we need to uh, to Wait, go what? around nobody, to the elderly nobody. homes and 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 go in there like a Schindler's List and and give them cyanide. Nobody's saying any of that. What we are saying is is that at a certain point we have. Wait a minute. Who, you're saying that nobody is advocating abortions. I said no. I'm not advocating abortion. I, okay, I let me are. clarify that, Robbie. I'm sorry. No, Scott Connor and 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 in, and in this model, we're not advocating abortion. We're not saying take the child out of the womb. We're just saying that people who are destined to die, they have an appointed time to die. Let them die. And I can speak from experience, Robbie, because two years ago, I died. I just had an experience two weeks ago. My grandmother died. We had to take her off uh, life support because she didn't have, she just couldn't function anymore. We couldn't even find veins to stick, you know, the IV in her anymore. She She had her time. But this is a different story. This no, it's not, Robbie. It's exact same story that no. your grandmother came to a point to where, and, and, and I know that's such, I, my heart goes out to you, brother. My heart goes out to you. But, you know, your grandmother came to a point where you somebody had to make the decision to say, you know what, we need to pull the plug. She needs to move on. Right, but it was the family that made the decision. It wasn't, it wasn't some bureaucrat or some committee. Well, it sounds like, Robbie, that your family has, you know, common sense and they have a heart and they have a, you know, you guys, right. you guys are real people. But the fact of the matter is this, this Terry uh, girl, lady, uh, Shivo down in Florida, I mean, her parents, 15 years, this girl's been dead. 15 minute, years. Hold on. You're, you've, you've been calling her dead this, you know, She is dead, show. Robbie. She's dead. She does is brain person, dead. She's not coming back. Does a person that's dead... Can they breathe, swallow, maintain a heartbeat, and blood pressure? The only reason she's doing that is because the mechanics are making her do it. Once you unplug the mechanics, she's gone. Now, unless you're a cyborg, without mechanics, you know, that's the whole thing, a sanctioned life. Why does she respond when her mom touches her face? She smiles and, and, uh, and turns her head toward her when she, you know... That's a human response. She also opens her eyes. She's, she's aware... Then I tell you the what, time. when they unplug her and she still lives... Then, then God bless her, let her live. We're not saying kill the girl. Well, do you know about her husband? I mean, he's, Yeah, Michael. Yeah, Michael's just in it for the money. Ah, uh, come on. He's got a girl. He lives with his girlfriend, right? Yeah, his wife's been dead. He needs some, he needs some okey-doke. I mean, uh, you know, his wife is dead. He's been, you know... They've it, got it, a it, newborn child. He stands to gain whatever money is left from, you know, from, uh, from the malpractice award. Why, why hasn't he divorced her? Can he not? That's a yeah, question. that's a good question. Robbie, thank you so much for holding, well, man. One, one, one more quick comment. If, quick. He can, if he can divorce her, I think 
he should because the only reason I, that I see he's staying married to her is because he he gets the money if she dies. I think that's why he's doing this. Oh, I, I want to respond to that. Robbie, can you hold again? Sure. We'll be right back on the Scott Connor Show, 770 KKOB. This is the Scott Connor Show on the home for Lobo Sports, 770 KKOB. You're listening to the Scott Connor Show. What what song is this? This is uh, Gummy Man. Uh, crazy show today. Oh, you're on the Scott Connor Show, 243-3333. Or if you're out of the calling area, 1-800-460-0770. And, of course, if you're on Verizon or Altel, it's the pound sign, 770. Easy peasy. All right, we're going to go back to Robbie. Robbie, you're in the Scott Connor Show. We're going to have this discussion. You're still there, right, Rob? Yeah, I'm right here. Can I call you Rob or is it Robbie? Rob's fine. All right. Okay, Rob, so what you're saying is that if he, uh, if he can divorce his wife, he should go ahead and divorce his wife and let the parents take custody? Wait, you know what? That, I, I can't hear you so well with the music going. Oh, the music. Yeah, they're, they're fixing that right now. We're having technical difficulties. All right. Oh, goodness gracious. Hang on a second. We're, oh, there we go. Anyways, I'm going to put you back on hold for one second, all right? Okay. Oh, we're going crazy here. You know, I know that. That's Gordon Lightfoot. Gordon Lightfoot. Technical difficulties. Anyways, should we let the elderly die? There we go. Ah, we fixed the difficulties. Robbie, we got them fixed, buddy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love Carson. This guy is amazing in there. He's like he's like a circus act. I love Carson. He's the best producer. All right, back to our subject. So what you're saying is is that uh, if he can get a divorce, he should go ahead and get a divorce, uh, this Michael uh, Shibo, and and let, his, let the girl's parents take custody. Is that what you're trying to say? Um, I didn't go as far as saying about her parents taking custody, but I would, I would think that would be a great, a great idea. And, and the thing, thing to me is, I, I really wonder, can he divorce her? And if he could, why hasn't he? Well, I mean, uh, he's got a child. He lives with uh, another child. He lives with her, the child's mother, and he already received three hundred thousand dollars out of that, out of this. Uh, no, he doesn't. I, I don't think he receives anything. I think it all, if it's a death benefit, then you need to be dead to get it. No, he he has received three hundred thousand dollars. Well, how much is in the kitty? Uh, well, it started out being a separate seven hundred thousand when all of this uh, began, but it's uh, the the fees have drained, I guess, uh, currently to one hundred forty thousand, and so there's still one hundred forty thousand in there. Right. Uh, but you know that money has 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 gone to her care. You know, well, out, out, out of the suit. That's how they paid for it. Right now, she lives in a hospice. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Let's let's. Uh, as long as I got you on the horn, you, uh-huh. you're my pet project for right now. <laughs> All right. As long as I got you on the horn, uh, Rob. All right. Let's look at the money aspect. There's there's two things I want to make a point here. The money okay. aspect. One. Okay. That's his wife. They got a life insurance policy. Don't you think he you know is due the money? I mean, look, if I'm dying, I want my wife to take the money. Unplug me, take the money. So if you want if, if if getting a divorce would negate him getting any kind of settlement. Well, you have you have the right to do that in your in your um what is the 
living will? Yeah, but the thing is, is that... I mean, you, you could decide that if, if, let's say you, are you married? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, well, let's say... If, do you, you know anybody married, that would, you would have, like a, to get a talk ability, show host? You have, the, you have the ability to legally, you know, make arrangements for that. She, she has, that is not her consent. That is not her will. But if she, if if she, if, she, if he's no longer, if if they're if they're look these these insurance guys are are sneaky sneaky guys. All the small print. Uh, I'm sure that you you've got a life insurance policy or any kind of insurance policy. They send you a manual thicker than the phone book, and in there, I'm sure his this guy's this Michael uh, Shivo's attorneys have advised him that that boy if you divorce her before she actually passes away, you're out. Now, this guy's been with this girl for 15 years, and not to be a ghoul, but he's... Not he's been, he hasn't been with her. He's been trying to get her... Uh, no, he has been her husband for, before they got married, for you know, better or worse, death to you, death till they part. And what happened to that? <laughs> he's been there 15 years. The girl's been a vegetable for 15 years. I well, think one of the I, only I reasons he kept her alive is, is so that she might have a chance. But man, yeah, after year he, seven, he, he, I'm going to be like, you know what? She's how, dead. How would you say he's there for her when he's when he's got a whole other life going? He's got a kid and a girlfriend. I mean, you make it sound like he's been at her, you know, at her bedside, and which he hasn't. He's just been there trying to, trying to, you know, get get some money out of it. I, I you know, I don't judge the guy completely. I mean, it's got to be a rough situation. But my gosh, it's he's not the the model husband. <laughs> well, you know, we don't know what's going on in his mind if he's a model husband or not. I mean, it's. You know, well, but again, he's been with her. Can't. He's been with her for 15 years. Well, she's been a vegetable, well, why, and then he, before that, he, he's been married to her. Well, obviously, and, he doesn't want to be with her. He wants her to die. So why doesn't he? No, just, maybe he wants. Okay, my second point on this. My second point is maybe he want. Maybe he, maybe he generally wants her to die because it's be, it's, it's in her best interest. Could be, but my point also. Maybe is he loves his wife, but you know, out of loneliness of 15 years, uh, right, you know, well, he's. Well, why doesn't he just get out of the picture? Why doesn't he just? Why doesn't he just? I don't on, know, Rob. Family? I don't know. If it were me, you know, it's like, you know, I, if, if, look. If 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 it were my wife and 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 I was laying there, you know, and I was dead. She is dead. She's gone. If without the feeding tube, she's gone, and that is force feeding her. She's gone. Brain dead. There's no brain dead. And she could take my money and go. I'm not coming back. Why, I mean, why doesn't he just get out then and and move on with his life? He's got a family. But he also has. I don't know, brother. I don't know. Maybe well, he still it, has responsibility to his money, wife that he took a vow to. Bottom line is the money. It may be the money. Maybe it may be the money. But does he not do the money? I mean, he's worked for it. I mean, they they they, they went into an agreement it? when they got married. How how has he worked for it? She's the one that she's the one that's going through all the. The suffering. Yeah. Well, obviously, got- you've never taken care of somebody who's, you know, who's, who's your grandmother. You said you guys pulled the plug on her, and I'm not saying that with any kind of uh, disrespect. I'm not saying <laughs> yeah, it with disrespect whatsoever. Yeah, but you guys did. Way to put it. Well, it's the truth. If I'm in the hospital, pull my plug, man. Well, we didn't exactly pull the plug. There was nowhere else to to stick a, you know, the IV into her. Right. Anymore. Okay. She well, was, she was gone. Okay, she was gone. And but 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 some legislator didn't come in there and pull the plug on her. All right. You know, if All you right. want to use your terminology, I, this I, was a family decision. And you guys, you guys, I, I applaud your decision you to, to let her go. Stuff like that, though, it's it's only going to get worse. It could be dangerous. It could turn into a Schindler's List type deal. It could turn into a Nazism walk around and kill all the retards 
and all the cripples and all the homeless and all the homosexuals and, and all the Jews and all the Jews and all the gypsies and all the Christians. And right. the only ones left are these these six sons of bitches who are cultists and Nazis. It could be that. Well, I, I would encourage everyone, including you, to look a little bit more into, and I will, what's going on in Holland, because I do know some, but it's, it can happen. It's possible. It can. And it's just incremental. We've seen it, you know, with all kinds of other situations. It just starts, you chip away at the stone, and eventually you have, you know, a bigger it, it's, situation. It's a very dangerous topic, and that's why I think that there needs to be more open discussions about this. A very dangerous topic. Should we... You know, and and again, we're going to get the governor back on the the horn, um, Governor Lamb from 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 Colorado. But you heard him say that that as you we both heard him say that if if a baby's born under what five hundred grams, that they, that that baby should be put aside because they have no chance of living. I mean, it's, it's almost, and that's why he got the uh, he got the, uh, the 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 title, the ear tag. You know, Governor Gloom. You know, yeah, we don't want to be ghouls, but you know, these decisions need to be made. Babies that have been born severely underweight that have led perfectly productive lives. I, I, I got You I know, gotta, again, it's a it's a tough decision, but somebody needs to make it, and there needs to be a I real conversation should, and dialogue on this I think on the this issue. Should make the decision, not not the government. Well, what happens if the parents are weak, like uh, like Terry uh, Terry uh, Shivo's parents? I, I mean, you know, fifteen twice. years, she's a vegetable. Let her go. They're stronger than you know, buddy. Uh, no, they're weak because they're like, you know, if you love them, let them go. You love them. You, 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 you know, sometimes, are you a parent? No. Okay. Well, I have friends who are parents. I have uh, friends who are married, you know, and, and the head of the household has to make very tough decisions. And sometimes you got to say no. Sometimes you got to hurt your loved ones in order to show them love. And let me tell you something. I was in a wheelchair for almost two months. I couldn't wipe my own butt. I was, I, 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 even just that, that was nothing compared to what this girl's going through. And I tell you what, I wanted to die because that was prison. This girl's in prison. She's laying there in a hospital bed. She's sipping, she's being force fed through some kind of mechanical thing. And this girl is in hell. I know because I was there and I had a tip of it and she's got the full mouthful. Well, maybe we so everybody maybe, going, oh, poor pity well, and money, let her go. Maybe we should have put you out of your misery. I would have loved it if they did. <laughs> I would have loved it. Believe me, I prayed for it time and time again. God, take me, finish the job that we you just, didn't finish. You can't be too quick to issue out death for others. It's I not, agree, but 15 a, years, I don't think that's too quick. And, I, and there's, there's a lot more to the story with Terry Schiavo than, I know. than is being revealed. There's videos. You know, there's a I lot know. Of I'm on the website as we speak. There are videos of her blinking and following a balloon. Yes, but you, you know. That, that, but if you unhook dead. the machine, Robbie, if you unhook the machine and she lives... God bless her. Let her live. Okay, I'm not saying go in there and euthanize her. Say, so what about a what about a quadriplegic that just got in an accident? You know, becomes quadriplegic. They're on. They're being kept on life support. If we unplug let them go, support, they would be dead. Let them go. I would want to be let go. If I'm quadri, I'll make the statement right now. Fifty thousand watts, seventeen states on the Scott Connor show. If I'm a quadriplegic, let me go. I don't want to live in a prison. Well, you know that's that's up to you. You have your living will. But you, but you don't have the right to decide that for somebody else, Scott. Well, when they're taking resources away from my family members and yours, Robbie, because they're sucking on the system, and basically without, the, with, it's one thing if they have a quality of life. And there's that one guy, God, he's so smart. I forgot his name. He speaks with a computer, and he's a, he's an astronomer, astronomer, astrologist. He's a he's a nuclear physicist. You know, that's one thing. But most people I know, in fact, I work on people. You know who are paraplegics and some are quadriplegics. You know, and in co- in the confidence of of our sessions, yeah, you know, they have you- said, "I wish I could die. 
I don't want to live this way anymore. What gives? What gives? What gives you the right, Scott? Doesn't some, give. I, I'm not some, taking that right. I don't governor. want that. I'm not playing God. I don't want Robbie. I don't want that responsibility. Well, then, absolutely, and I don't think we should give it to some committee or some government agency either. I think it's up to the family, and you know, uh, absolutely, it's too big a, a topic. I know, and I say shame on on governor from Colorado. I I I, I think it's. I think it's a horrible example that he's setting, and I think he really needs to evaluate his conscience and, and remember that uh, I haven't brought the word up. You just did God. Yeah, if, I'll say God. Sure. Okay. Well, we we have a lot of responsibility here, and especially people in the in positions such as yourself. Right. Uh, you know, you have the ability to communicate to hundreds of thousands of people, and uh, and and the governor is you know in a position of leadership. And you better, he was. You, you, know, better, you uh, better take that very seriously because this is a real life and death situation and you're shaping minds and opinions. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Robbie. And God bless you. We're going to come back from break. We're back on the air. Scott Connors Show. We'll take your calls after the break. This is the Scott Connors Show on the home for Lobo Sports. 770 KKOB. You're listening to the Scott Connors Show. Hey, we're back on the Scott Connors Show, 770 KKLB. We are back on the air. They tried to shut us down, Carson. They couldn't handle my show. They tried, man. They tried to shut us down, but we're back up on the air. They couldn't handle us. Ooh, we can't handle Scott Connors' show. Ooh, it's too sensitive. It's not politically correct. But we're back up on the air. We are the victors. It's not a cookie. It's a Fig Newton. It's a Fig Newton. No, we are a cookie. We love it. They tried to shut us down. Southwest, the west side, Albuquerque. They tried to shut us down, take us off the air. But no, we're back up. Because you can't put down Carson and Scott Connor. The Scott Connor show with Carson at the helm. No. I'm going to give out the phone numbers, 243-3333, or if you're on Verizon or Altel, remember kids, pound 770, easy peasy. And guess who I've got back on the line? I have reconnected with former presidential candidate, three-term governor of uh, Colorado, Dick Lamb. Dick, governor. Yes, oh, we're back. We had technical difficulties where we're back on the line. Okay. For those who didn't hear, we were talking about newborns. Can we go back to that subject real quick? You have made the statement that you believe that babies that are born under, was it 500 grams? Yes, there's not been a survivable baby under 500 grams. Um, but but I think the, the issue that we're raising here is that... Um, why does America have such a high infant mortality rate and high maternal mortality rate? Right. Is because we don't ask the question, because um, how do we save the most, most um, infants and how do we save the most mothers? And I think that's the question the public policy has to ask. And America, by trying to save 500-gram babies, is killing babies. And the reason they're killing them is because they're not allocating the resources. We're re- allocating way too much to try and save lean hopeless cases in neonatology units, and we don't even bother to give basic health, prenatal care to pregnant women. 
So what you're saying is that because because we're spending so much money on babies that are under 500 grams, and you said that we should take those babies and set them aside. That's what other countries do. Okay, yeah. other countries do that. Other, they take those babies and set them aside and let fate take its course. No, but it's the same thing as you're somebody. That's that's the same thing I said about somebody in a nursing home that's got congestive heart failure. I mean, you right. know that you don't save a baby under 500 grams. And if you do, uh, I mean, if you even save a 550 gram, you get horribly often um, learning disabilities and, and other problems. So I think what a society should do is say, how do we get the most healthy mothers and healthy babies? And, um, and, and you have to ask yourself, why we, we kill far more people. I mean, I, I, don't inch, I don't give up an inch of moral high ground on this. Right. We kill far more people in America by our policies than they do in other places. So we, we, America has, somebody has to talk sense to the American public. You don't try to save uh, hopelessly, because what do you do? You put, them on a, you put them on a respirator, you put them on an ECMO machine, whatever you, you're doing back there, and there's no happy outcome. You can't have a baby that small survive. Right. So, it, I mean, it's really, what it really is a miscarriage. Um, and so what, what, I think, what I think you have is you, you, you have what they, what they do in a lot of other places. They try to do, give every woman prenatal care. They try to make sure that every mother is healthy. A lot of times they visit mothers by, you know, like three visits postnatally to make sure the mother is recovering and the baby is thriving. And that's the way you save a lot of babies. It's not neonatology. Right. Now, the, the, the caller I had before, Robbie from Santa Fe, he was... Uh, now, are we getting into dangerous ground here, Governor, by, by, by getting into a Schindler's List, Nazism-type deal where we just start euthanizing the old and the young who don't fit a, uh, a preconceived, um, you know, uh, uh, formula of, of a healthy person? Well, I think that... That's dangerous. I think that the question of euthanasia is very different than the question about how much... Um, you know, how much high-technology medicine do we spend on the last part of people's lives? I think it's a, it, it, it is a very important question because I think that um, euthanasia should certainly be incredibly uh, debated, and it should be separated from doctor-assisted suicide also. Are you are you an opponent? Or are you are you for doctor-assisted suicide? Very much for it. I'm very much for so it. So you're I, you're for the right to die, which I think you know if you want to die, then go ahead and die. But it it seems well. I think under very it's like in Oregon. If you have if two doctors will certify that you have less than six months to lie, to live, and you don't want to live through the pain and the suffering and the degradation, I think I ought to have a chance. Uh, to have uh, a doctor prescribe something, but now euthanasia is something very different, and that's the trouble: is that we don't t- so we discuss these hysterically, and I think we've got to approach them in a very sophisticated way. But I think that we are not approaching uh, euthanasia. Um, why we don't have a duty? The Pope uh, Pius the Twelfth uh, had a wonderful statement back a uh, hundred years ago. He said, "There's a difference between ordinary care." and extraordinary care. Uh-huh. And so I think that the idea that we should, um, by some sort of um, miracles of medicine, uh, keep uh, these endless people alive, um, keep, we can keep hearts beating, we can keep lungs br- uh, breathing long beyond when there's any sensible life. So I think we have to come to the conclusion that there's a difference between the, the biological life and right. the quality of life. <sighs> it's, uh... Okay. Um, what about AIDS victims or victims? What about AIDS patients? Should we should we give, should we give them hospice care or should we just you know hey look you know you went out and got the okey doke? 
and you screwed around and you knew that you can catch some kind of venereal disease or some kind of, you know, some bad mojo, and now you've got it, you're going to bitch and complain and, and drag down the healthcare system. Well, in the last 20 years, we've come a very long way in the treatment of AIDS with these protease inhibitors, as you know. It, AIDS is no longer uh, a fatal disease, so I think that uh, that the whole thing has changed. Right, AIDS used to be a fatal disease, and no exactly. longer is. Exactly, and then, um, oh, goodness gracious, I don't know. Let's see if we can, if I lose you. I'm new at this whole keyboard thing. I'm going to try to put George on the on the phone. George, are you there? Yes, sir. Oh, I lost the governor. Oh, well, okay. We'll try to get the governor back here in a second. Well, all right, George, go ahead. What do you have to say? AIDS, AIDS, sir. Sir, I was a medic in the army. Uh huh. AIDS is a fatal disease. Okay. Okay. How long ago was it before you were okay? Let's 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 clarify here. How long ago was it when you were a medic in the army? Yesterday, Vietnam. two years ago, Vietnam. Okay, well, there, AIDS really wasn't around back then. No, no. But I, I've seen people die from AIDS. I mean, you know, nobody I know. Specifically, but AIDS is a fatal disease. Okay, it's like uh, okay. Man. Well, that's not the. Uh, okay, let's let's get to the let's get to the subject at hand. Come on, George. Well, okay. Stick with me on this. Yeah. Well, should we let the old people die? And should we let newborns under five hundred grams, as 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 the former governor of Colorado and presidential candidate Dick Lamb says, put put those babies or or as other countries do, set those babies aside? No. No. Why? It ain't right. It ain't right. So it ain't right to do that. It ain't right. Okay. Well, that, that's okay. I mean, that's intelligent. Like, you know, why ain't it right? Why is it we're spending a call million dollar babies, George? They're called million dollar babies. So they're sucking out millions of dollars when that kind of ha- and they're, they're bringing a drag down on the healthcare system so that single moms and hardworking, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith out there busting their rump. Trying to uh, you know to make ends meet, and they're paying six hundred dollars a month, and they they're only making a collective two thousand dollars a month, and 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 it's dragging down the system. That's not right. It was what? What's not right? What what's happening, or what I'm saying? What you're saying? Oh come on, George! Where come do you on. live in a cave? Six hundred bucks a month. George, what, are you live in a cave? What what do you do? No, I live in a four bedroom house. Oh okay, well great for you, George. You're rich. Good. I'm not rich, but I'm telling you. Well, I tell you what, George. You know, I know my listeners. I know my friends. I'm telling you, people pay between three to six hundred dollars a month per person to get insured. That's not right. Well, I'm not. I'm not making this up, George. It's not right. Well, is, what you're saying? I'm not right, or it's not right that they do that. It's not right that they do that. Oh, thank you, George. Okay. And why do they do that? Because of attorneys? Because well, of, of, no. of no, sir. No, okay, sir. it's not the attorneys. All right, George. It's, it's actually the insurance companies. Hello. I'm here, George. I'm listening. Yeah, it's the insurance company. It's the insurance companies. Yep. My my father was a. Uh, my father was an insurance uh, salesman. Yeah, I and mean, then he was an executive for like 20 years. So that's where you get your money from. No. <laughs> no, but but he told me he told me how it worked. All right. The insurance company is never losing money, sir. Oh, you're damn right. They're not losing money. No. No. Hey, George, we're going to break. You want to hold? Well, if you want me to. Oh, you're I'll a hoot, you. George. i got to have you I'll, on the I'll show. Tell you, I'll tell you how it works. All right, George. We'll be right back on the Scott Connor Show. This is the Scott Connor Show on New Mexico's leader, 770 KKOB. 
You're listening to The Scott Connors Show. Back on with Scott Connors, 770 KKOB. This is the last segment, kiddies, before we're out of here. 243-3333. Pound 770 on Verizon or Altel. In the course, if you're out of the calling area, it's 1-800-460-0770. We're going to come back to Georgia in a second, but I want to say a big, huge thank you to former governor of Colorado, Dick Lamb, and, of course, former presidential candidate Dick Lamb. He does have a book. The book is uh, The Brave New World of Healthcare. You can get that on Amazon.com, or you can pick that up probably here at local bookstore borders or uh, or what is the other one? Book one, stop one, page one. That's it, page one. So, again, it's The Brave New World of Healthcare by uh, Dick Lamb. Guys, uh, you know, and you can find them all over the internet. You should go to his website. It's uh, I can't say it on the air, but it'll make you chuckle. And, and you know, it takes it takes you know, grande huevos to 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 tackle such issues like this. You know, because nobody wants to nobody wants to hurt anybody's feelings. Don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Oh God, it! I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I just want to eat my soup and go to bed. All right, George, George, you're back on the air. Yep. All right, George. So let me recap. What you're saying is, I don't know. I, I think you're smoking dope, George. But okay. That's not. So, George, what you're saying is, is that your your daddy, dope. your daddy used to used to be a salesman. Uh, sorry, yeah. a, a, a insurance executive in in Allstate. In well, Allstate. Oh, maybe I should mention that. Uh, but, well, we're too late now. I didn't hit the delay button. Yeah. So. Yeah, All right. Executive. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. God, okay. so you're just in a nutshell. In, why is healthcare, according to your to your daddy, your pa, mm. why 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 is it so expensive? Because in okay in nineteen in nineteen um, during the Reagan administration, love Reagan. Like, remember when Mexico was going like down? Remember when Mexico yeah, yeah. was like going yeah, sure, back why not? Yeah. Okay. Okay. They passed the the Congress of the United States. Has something called uh, it was like called a monetary management act. I mean, I, I don't know the name. I well, they passed the a piece of legislation which did what? Right. So what they could do was manipulate the stock market, which would pay for the insurance. I mean, in, so uh, let me, let's cut to the words, chase here. In, in right. other words, to make it simple, All right. to make it simple, what happened and what is happening, and this is why they want to uh, privatize uh, um, healthcare, Social Security, Social Security. Okay, right. So it subsidizes it subsidizes the insurance companies. You understand? George, I mean, you know what? Okay, I'll, I'll send you, sir. I'll send you. I'll send you the documents. Okay. I mean, it's incredible. Well, I tell you what, George, that would be and great because I, I would it. love to revisit this this again and have the governor Probably. on for a longer period of time because they try oh, to take smart, us off the air. Smart. He knows. He knows what's going on. He does. He's a smart man. I'll yeah. tell you what, George. You you go ahead and send it to Scott Connor's attention here at Citadel Communications on Fourth Street in Albuquerque. Give him a I'll call. I'll do that. I'll, and I would I'll love come, to read I'll that because I like the inside scoop. Personally. Yeah, please. I've got a I've got a mailbox here. I yeah. do. George, thanks so much, buddy. <sighs> should we uh should we let old people die? 
Should we let babies, as 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 former governor and presidential candidate Dick Lamb from Colorado, say that uh, as other countries, any baby under 500 grams should be set aside? Should we do that? I don't know. All I know is that they tried to take us off the air because we're dangerous. We're crazy dangerous. There ain't no stopping the Scott Connor show and Carson at the helm. 243-3333-1-800-460-0770. All right, who's holding the longest here? David, you're on Scott Connor's show. Howdy. Howdy. How you doing? Well, I, I just wanted to say I think that uh, Helen Keller's Contribution. contributions not only were hope, but I believe she had something to do with uh, Braille. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just know the jokes. I, I, I could tell the jokes, I think, but I'd probably be kicked off the air again. No, I think she invented and helped invent the, the Braille, which is how blind people obviously read and write. So Absolutely. Speak, so. But I, I think your topic's awesome, and I think we need to do a lot more uh, research and stuff before um, we we go into choosing life and not life. But I think it's time to look at that, those options for sure. You know, David, and that's I, I thank you so much for listening, David, because you know that's what I want this show to be. Unlike the other people who pull the party lever onto the right, onto the left, you know. Uh, you got the screaming libs on one side and the stuffy rich conservatives on the other. And I'm just a regular guy, David. And I look at these yeah. things and I go, you know what? Just call it the way it is, man. That's yeah. it. Call it the way it is. Get it you know, and, and and call in. This is this is a politically free, politically. Uh, 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 what am I trying to say, Carson? I don't know. <laughs> it's free speech. It's free, free speech. speech. Scott Connor shows yeah. all about free speech. Yeah, and I think George there had some good points, but he should quit smoking. You know? <laughs> I think George is George. I, you know, George would love you, and and if you're a postal <laughs> worker, I'm your friend. Scott's your friend if you're a postal worker. <laughs> but uh, you know, George. Anyways. Okay, thanks a lot, David. Yeah. All right, quick note. I am going to be sitting in for Jim Villanucci on the 22nd, 23rd, and 27th. In addition to doing my show next Saturday and the following Saturday. Oh, oh, whatever. We're not doing the Christmas one. We're doing the New Year's Eve New Year's Eve Day one. But uh, I am sitting in for Jim Villanucci on the 22nd, 23rd, and 27th. That'll be four hours straight of Scott Connor. You, 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 need a, you need a doctor's release to listen to my show. You need one of those medical bracelets to listen to my show. Oh, anyways, I want to thank all of you for listening and giving me your time and calling in. And God bless each and every one of you. And uh, again, we'll see you next Saturday for a full two hours. Thank you, Carson, for helming this thing. And You're shame welcome, on buddy. you guys for trying to shut us down. That's how dangerous we are on 770 KKOB, the Scott Connor Show. I'm